And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. <laughs> I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. We'll present a lost episode of Boston Blackie, not heard since 1946. But first, we have a very special guest, Alan Burstyn, pro dancer and choreographer of Dancing with the Stars is on the line, Lisa. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Alan. Hi, thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, You know, we get to see you on TV, and uh, anybody who loves and appreciates Dancing with the Stars on television will absolutely love and appreciate even more, I'm thinking, your tour coming up, Dancing with the Stars Live. Tell us a little bit about what to expect. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. If you love dancing, if you love the show, it is literally the best experience you can have. And I'm not just saying it because I'm part of it, but it's just awesome dancing. It's it's a brand new show that is made just for, you know, the theaters. And we have the amazing cast from Dancing with the Stars. We have some amazing celebrities. And it's just, you know, a really good time, a good positive energy dance show. And it, it, it's a lot of fun. Other than that, I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, I'm counting on that. I look forward to seeing you when you're here in Rosemont. We're here in Chicago. so But I know your tour kicks off uh, this week which is uh, January 11th. But so I have to back up a little bit, ask you a couple questions. Um, I know you have been on the show for a while. And of course you were a uh, season 28 winner with Hannah. But even before that, um, when you were on, um, on, uh, so you think you can dance. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you ended up with this great gig. You know, I grew up dancing in Minnesota. So I'm a Midwest boy. And uh, I started dancing at seven years old, and I kind of just did it for fun. And then I auditioned for So You Think You Can Dance when I was 18, and it literally changed my life. You know, I remember watching Dancing with the Stars on TV. Sure. And I was like, oh, hopefully one day I could do that. But, you know, dancing in Minnesota, that's that's more of a of a, a dream than ever becoming a reality. But somehow I got lucky enough, and everything fell into place, and... I'm on Dancing with the Stars. I was lucky enough to win it. And it's honestly the most amazing job in the world. I I feel so lucky every single day. Well, growing up in Minnesota, it's so cold there that maybe that helped you, like, you know, shake a lot more, a lot better. A little shivering. (laughs) A little shake, rattle and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
Well, maybe not all luck. Maybe a little talent involved, too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think, think it's so. everybody's dream as we sit and watch the show is 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 to look I like mean, I could imagine to look like you up there. You know, I, I could imagine you probably had some stiff competition <laughs> to get this 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 gig. And uh, kudos to you, Alan, because I have watched the show. You're you are amazing. But I have to ask you, what's your favorite style of dance? Ooh, I love an Argentine tango or a Viennese waltz, you know, the classics. <clears throat> I think there, there's so much passion and so much, you know, emphasis on the tricks in the Argentine tango that it's a showstopper every single time. Hmm. And and the Viennese waltz is just so classical, you know, that MGM, that that just... Fred and ginger. It just it looks beautiful, and I love dancing. It, it does look beautiful. I mean, I wish I could have participated in that beauty. <laughs> <laughs> to that, I cannot. Um, so here's what I always think when I'm watching you and I'm watching the show and I'm seeing all these great pros and great celebrities dancing. Give me a little bit of an idea of what goes on behind the scenes with your camaraderie and your friendship and how that group effort comes together, especially not only behind the scenes of the show, but how that translates into an even better show when you tour together. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, we're all competitors and we hate each other. Right. I could tell that. That comes across for sure. Yeah. No, honestly, we're one big family. I think we all realize how lucky we are and how happy we are to be there. So on the TV show, even though it is a competition, we're all just having the best time. We're helping each other. We're making sure everyone's, you know, doing their very best. Uh, Obviously hoping that we still win, but hoping that everyone else does well. Um, On the tour, it's just having fun. Everyone's going out there. We're just dancing. We're literally, like, there's no better job we're on stage dancing and we're not getting judged. There's no eliminations. Right. You just go out there and have fun. You connect with the audience. Sure. And, you know, it's just, it's a dream come true. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, I can see the pressure is gone. But even when I watch you guys, I see the support and the camaraderie. And I yeah. see you guys really lifting each other up, you know, during the show. And, and that's kind of a nice thing because I can actually see that you guys like each other, which really yeah. does come across, which is really, really sweet. So you're going to start the tour January 11th, which is this week. I know you're in Virginia now preparing. And me being the social media queen as I am, I've been watching some of the videos, watching your rehearsals and preparation. What goes into preparing for this tour? Oh, I mean, we had two weeks of 12-hour days. Mm. So we've been in the rehearsals. And again, every time we go on tour, it's a brand new show. So... Mm. This is the first time we're going to be doing the show. It's an amazing, amazing show. We have Mandy Moore who yes. choreographed La La Land and so many other things. She just choreographed Taylor Swift's tour, and she created this this whole new show with us. And it's just, it feels good. You know, when we're out on that stage, it feels good to dance it. And I know that the audience is going to love it. I I I, I love it already, and I haven't seen you guys. Can you tell us some of the? Um, other pros and some of the celebrities that you will be performing with throughout the tour? Absolutely. So there's me, we got Gleb, we got Pasha, who's just in the finals. We have Daniela, we have Brandon Armstrong, um, we got Britt, who's newly engaged. Yes, so yes, I'm so Brit. excited for them. Yeah, uh, we got Emma, and we also have, we have rotating celebrities. So we have Sochi, right. we got Terry, we got Julianne in some cities, 
and um, we got Charity. And I think right. Charity's coming to Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. I think she is. That That is something else. I just want to make an announcement. I am available. Okay, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We were gonna. I was going to say... Whether you're available or not, you're going to have to come on on stage and dance with us. Yeah, right. absolutely. We'll be, that we'll would be, be a real trick. We, we are going to come see the show when it comes to uh, Chicago for sure. Can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, I, I just this is so awesome. I mean, I've watched the show and to see it on the on the road, it's going to be so so exciting. Yeah, a lot of work for you guys. I see there's so many cities all the way from New York to Los Angeles and and everything in between. But I hope that. I hope that you guys have a really good tour. I know this radio show is broadcasting over 150 cities across the U.S. as well. So hopefully you guys wow. can check out uh, coming soon to a ballroom or a performance theater near you. Um, check out Dancing with the Stars Live Tour 2024. You'll see Alan there, of course, a personal favorite for sure. And um, we hope you guys He's have a He's my re- favorite. <laughs> that's for I'm my sure. Mom's favorite too. That's for Don't sure. Don't my siblings, but I'm my mom's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's lucky. <laughs> but we really wish you luck, and we hope that you guys will come out and go see the Dancing with the Stars live tour kicking off January 11th in Virginia. One more time. What's the website again, Lisa, for them to go to? Or that they just see? WTSTour.com. I got you, Lisa. What is it? One more? DWTS. Tour.com. It's like awesome. dancing with yeah. the stars. I was Acronym. just letting you know. Carl, he's looked a little confused. I'm always dancing confused. with. <laughs> well, I do have two left feet, so it might be a little bit of a stinker if I'm out there. But hey, you know what? You can help me, Alan. And it's so great to have you on the show. I wish you the best of luck with the tour and the rest of your career. I mean, you yeah. are off to the races, my friend. So uh, Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Alan. So we much, really yes. appreciate your coming on the show. And Happy New Year. Oh, Happy thank New Year. you. Have a great time on tour. We'll see you soon, buddy. Right. We'll see you in Chicago. All great. right. All right. Bye-bye. That's Alan Burstyn, pro dancer, choreographer of Dancing with the Stars. When we come back, we have a Boston Blackie episode that no one has heard since 1946, a lost episode. We'll tell you all about it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. And we are heard each and every week on American Forces Radio globally, 168 countries. So uh, make sure you're listening each and every week. Lisa and I and Mike Bubblebath Costella, 
We come here every Saturday and do a five-hour show for you, and we hope you enjoy it. And we have something really, really interesting. Uh, As uh, most of you know, we have licensed the Ziv Library. Ziv, Frederick Ziv, was one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific, producer of radio programming, syndicated radio programming. And uh, his crown jewel was Bold Venture, 78 episodes. We did transfer all of those shows thanks to our listeners supporting our Kickstarter campaign. And if you did support that and you're getting CDs and digital downloads sent, you will have them within the next week or so. They're all being shipped out. So thank you, thank you for helping us save Bold Venture. Pretty soon, like in about two weeks, we're going to launch a Kickstarter for all 218 episodes of Boston Blackie from episode one through episode 218, starring Dick Kalmar. And uh, that's, uh, as a lot of people know, my favorite radio series of all time. And I asked Doug uh, Hopkinson, who is doing the transfers, he does this uh, in a professional level, if we can take a show and give our listeners one of the lost episodes, because there's about 50 or 60 lost episodes. And what I mean by that is they have not been heard since they were originally aired in the 1940s. And we found uh, one episode, episode 40, and we made the uh, the uh, transfer, and we're going to play it for you. This is basically the wor- second world premiere. It aired back in 1946. But nobody other than Doug and myself has heard this show since 1946. I've heard it. Well, yeah, Mike Costello's Mike <laughs> heard it, right? You got to get Only it ready. Only parts of it. That's right. Uh, really interesting. I, I was listening to the show, and Dick Kalmar, the actor, now this was done live. In other words, they came into the studio, recorded it live. It aired, it aired on Mutual, and then they made a copy of it, and then it was bicycled around. So this show was a live show back on January 15th, 1946. And when Dick Kalmar came into the studio, apparently he had a pretty serious cold that day. And so they work his cold into the dialogue. Right away he says, well, you know, I do have a little bit of a cold here. So it's kind of interesting to hear this. And uh, I don't know what the name of this episode is because there's no really official titles to Boston Blackie. Like, collectors have made up the titles over the years. So I'm, me, personally, I'm calling this show Returning the Harper Diamond. Now, that doesn't mean that's what it was originally called back then. But um, Blackie is asked to return the very valuable Harper Diamond worth $40,000 to its rightful owner, and then, of course, murder is part of the plot. And uh, naturally, Faraday is after Blackie for everything, and he has to get himself out of a jam. Dick Kalmar with a cold starring in this. January 15th, 1946. Here's part one now of a lost episode, number 40 of Boston Blackie. <laughs>
23 flags. 23 flags. That is your number again, Mr. Harper. Sorry you didn't make it. Oh, believe it or not, I was satisfied with my winnings ten minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, raise your bet. Mr. Harper. Oh, yeah, Joe? The boss will see you in his office now. Good. This way. This is the night I've been waiting for, Joe. Yeah, I guess so. Here you go right in. Thank you. Ah. Come in, Harper. What's the matter, Jeffers? You sore? Oh. Why should I be sore? You win, I lose. Mostly, tell away. Well, thank goodness it's only mostly. I thought I'd never win back my diamond. Oh, I don't want it back tonight, kid. Here you are. Thank you. Sure gonna miss it. I felt good just having it around. You don't know how good I feel having it back. You won't sell it, will you? Not even if it were mine. It's Dad's, you know. Ah, now don't give me that. Well, it's partly Dad's, partly mine. And it was almost mine. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> well, maybe just as well you did win it back. Isn't it true it's got a bad luck reputation? Jeff, is a $40,000 diamond is never bad luck to anybody who uh, owns it. And now meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Come in. Blackie's apartment? Yes, it is. But hey, what's the idea of locking the door? I've got to lock it. I've got to feel safe in here. Well, that's all right with me, but what's this all about? I'll explain in a minute. You are Boston Blackie, aren't you? With this cold I have, I'm not sure of anything except that you're gorgeous. I'm Marilyn Ames. Hmm. You have it your way, I'll have it mine. I'm engaged to Frank Harper, Jr. May I sit down? If you're engaged to Frank Harper, Jr., you'd better sit down. His dad has as much money as you have looks. I suppose you wonder why I've come to see you. Well, first of all, the reason I'm a little nervous and wanted to lock that door is... Well, I have a $40,000 diamond in my pocket. Maybe we'd better lock the windows, too. Look, I need help. I want you to open a safe. Oh, why, of course. What? Open a safe? Oh, no. Oh, but Blackie, you've done it before. Yes, I've done it before. But the last time was the last time. Besides, I have a date with Mary Wesley tonight, and she comes before safe cracking. You don't understand. I don't want you to steal anything. I want you to put something in the safe. Oh, no, gorgeous. I've heard that before, too. And what happened? I got into trouble. This won't be trouble. That's what the lady said the last time, too. Let me explain. Frank's father owns the Harper Diamond, the diamond I have in my pocket right now. Frank gambled the diamond and lost it. Then what's it doing in your pocket, and what's that got to do with opening a safe? Frank won back the diamond last night. We have to get it back in the safe before his father arrives from Florida tomorrow. Well, if Frank Jr. got it out of the safe, why can't he put it back into the he safe again? He got it out of the safe when the safe was open. It was accidentally locked by one of the servants the other day, and Frank Jr. doesn't know the combination. That's why you have to put it back. You don't need a combination. No, but I'll get one. A combination headache, pain in the neck, and brush with the law. A fellow named Inspector Faraday would just love to get me for a safe job. But how can there be any trouble with this? All you'll be doing is putting it back. I don't know how there can be any trouble, but there always is. Won't you do it under any circumstances? Please, please help me. Did Frank Jr. send you to me about this? No, this, this was my own idea. But I know he'll want you to do it if you will. Uh... Well, 
You get me a note from Frank, not only giving me permission to open a safe, but stating all the reasons why he wants it done. Then I'll have something to show Faraday in case. All right. If the note you get me is satisfactory, I'll open the safe. If it isn't, I won't. That sounds fair. Will you take the diamond now? I'll take the diamond when you give me the note. All right, you come to the house tonight. Be there at, say, 8 o'clock. I'll meet you outside and give you the note. I'll be there. Then it's a deal. Yes, it's a deal. But I have a hunch the cards are coming from a peculiar part of the deck. He'll do it, Frank. But he has to have a note from you saying that you want him to open the safe and why. No, I can't do that. If I put this thing in writing, he can blackmail me forever. You can trust him. I can't trust anyone. Don't look at me when you say that. Oh, I, I didn't mean you, Mel. You'll have to take a chance on Blackie, Frank. Your dad will be back in the morning. You'll have to write that note. Wait. I think I know what I can do. I've told you what you have to do. Write that note. Yeah, I will write it, Marilyn. But just in case Blackie thinks he can shake me down, I have a way to take care of that. And him. But, Blackie, this isn't where we're going. This is my apartment building. Then you'll feel at home here, Mary, because this is where you're going. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going out to the Harper's house with you. Look, you want me to keep that 9 o'clock date with you, don't you? You better. Of course, what you really ought to do is go home and go to bed with that cold, darling. I haven't time, but be a good girl and, and wait for me in your apartment. What's keeping our date got to do with my not going with you now? If there's trouble, I can get out of it in an hour. If both of us are in trouble, it'll take twice as long. What kind of logic is that? Bad, but you're going to be good and wait for me here. Oh. I'm going up to the Harper's house now. See you at 9 o'clock. All right, that's the first portion of a lost episode of Boston Blackie, not heard since 1946. Um, January 15th, 1946 was the last time this was oh, broadcast. Amazing. We're broadcast. It was probably, back then, it was probably broadcast on around 350 to 400 radio stations. And uh, it's being broadcast on about 150 to 200 now. Mm-hmm. So this is the second time it's aired. Uh, coast to coast. In fact, all over the world because of American Forces Radio. We hope you enjoy, are enjoying this. We will get back to the conclusion of Boston Blackie. Um, it is really an honor to, uh, to not only play this for you, but to um, attempt to save this series. We, we are uh, in, a, in a situation where uh, Ziv, ha- Frederick Ziv, actually made one copy of every one of the shows he ever produced, 41 different radio series. Uh, Bold Venture is what we started with. We did we did succeed and save that series thanks to our listeners. It will be now preserved for generations to come. And uh, we've made all the transfers, and everyone that pledged is getting that uh, getting that show. Now, if you did not pledge and you would still like to get um, Bold Venture, we are going to make it available. It will be a little bit more money, though. So it's always better to pledge during the Kickstarter campaign because that's how we we're only just raising the money to do the transfers. So um, you should always get involved in the Kickstarter when we do it. And we will be launching a Kickstarter 
for all 218 episodes of Boston Blackie uh, in about two weeks. So enjoy the rest of this coming your way on the uh, other side of the hour. And uh, we'll talk more about the uh, Boston Blackie Kickstarter. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, last week, Lisa, we had a uh, New Year's special while supplies last, and it took me three trips to the post office because we had so many people, and thank you out there in Radio Land. Our listeners are so generous. Help support the show. Keep it uh, keep it going strong. And we had a uh, New Year's special. We are going to also offer it this week. I'm not sure if we're going to offer it next week or not, maybe, but um, as many of you know out there, I co-wrote a book, a coffee table book with the great Martin Grams. Now, Martin is one of the top, um, really, experts on the golden age of radio, and together we collaborated. We wrote a coffee table book called The Top 100 Classic Radio Shows. It's a 224-page, big, honking coffee table book. It's it's really heavy. I mean, I think it's like nine or nine pounds or something. It's It's very heavy. Uh, maybe it's not nine pounds, but like seven or eight pounds. And it details the 100 most popular classic radio shows, The Lone Ranger, Jack Benny, you know, Boston Blackie, Suspense, The Great Gildersleeve. And in the back of the book, there are three CDs that are embedded into the back cover that has six classic radio shows. And then there's a code to unlock and listen to while you're reading about a series like The Green Hornet, there's a code you can click, and you can actually listen to the Green Hornet. 72 of the shows have that, so you get 72 shows via digital download. And then I will personalize it to you. One listener last week, Lisa, you ready for this, said, could you please sign it to so-and-so from Lisa Wolf's assistant, Carl Amari? Right. <laughs> he did. No. Yes, and that's how I signed it. What? I sent it out. Yeah. That's oh, how I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I love that. That's true. So I will personalize it. Any way you say. Whatever you want. Keep I'll it sign clean, it to though, you. okay? Yeah, keep it clean. I'll <laughs> sign it to you. That's and cute. I signed... Um, I signed a couple of books, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. I did. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, and then to make it even better, I'm yep. adding 10 more Twilight Zone CDs to this bundle. So you get a, uh, a vinyl set with 10 classic uh, Twilight Zone radio dramas that uh, are uh, hosted by Stacy Keach, all kinds of celebrities in there. Anyway, this is a $100 value for only 50 bucks, 
and the shipping is free because it's real heavy, and I, I don't want you to have to pay the shipping. I'm going to cover the shipping. So 50 bucks, and I ship it to you. I'll personalize it. If you call tonight, we will take your call, hopefully. If not, leave your name and phone number. We'll call you back, right? That's what I was going to say. makes it even better. So this is a great deal. Free shipping, 50% off. You get the Twilight Zone CDs, the coffee table book, and um, you get to call while we're here tonight, and so we can make sure to get you all set up, signed up, and uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, and it'll, we'll ship it on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. It takes me a little while to do all I mean, you know, I wrap it and all that. But I'll get it out by Monday or Tuesday. If you want to call tonight and talk to Lisa or myself, but if we don't answer, please leave your name and return phone number. We'll try to get right back to you. The number is 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Have your credit card handy. It's only $50. We're going to ship it to you free. All of the above, the book, the Twilight Zone CDs, the three CDs in the back of the book, the 72 shows that you can digitally download, and a personalization. So... 815-900-7535. We'll talk to you tonight if you want this special. But right now, the conclusion to Boston Blackie. Blackie? Yes? Is that you, gorgeous? The name is Marilyn, remember? There isn't anything about you I can forget. Do you have that note? Yes, here. You have your hat, coat, and gloves on. Going somewhere? I have to go downtown. You're not running out on me, are you? Letting me walk into a trap. There's no one at home except the servants, and they're in the back. If you're as smart as they say you are, they'll never hear you. Is the note all right? I'll let you know when I read it. Well, read it, will you? The house may not be empty long, and you have to get that diamond back in the safe. All right, I'll read it. Well? I haven't finished reading it yet. Well, now you've read it. Will you do it? I said I would if the note was satisfactory, and it is. But there's one thing missing. What? The diamond. Oh, oh. Oh, yes, of course. It is in this box. All right. Lead me to the safe. I'll take you up as far as, as the French doors. I have them unlatched for you. You were pretty sure I'd do this, weren't you? After Frank wrote the note, yes. You did promise, you know. This way, through the garden. I'm right behind you. I suppose I should go in with you while you put back the but diamond. Never mind. I just soon work in private. I get nervous when people read over my shoulder, even if it's only the numbers in a safe. Here are the French doors I left open for you. Thanks. Where am I when I get inside? In the living room. The safe is straight across the room from where you'll enter. Good luck and thanks a lot. Thank me when the diamond is back in the safe. I'm not worried now. Good night. Thanks again for everything. Good night. Hmm. I'll find the safe straight across the room, she said. It's dark in here. There's my flashlight. I ought to take care of that. Gorgeous is an honest girl. There's the safe, right where she said it would be. Well, all it has is an ordinary combination lock. That should be easy. There's the first tumbler. Two more to go. I don't think you should go any farther. Hey, what's this? Well, thanks for turning on the lights, Pop, but what's the idea of the gun? I just want you to stay right where you are. We'll save the questions for the police, then you can answer to them. Go ahead, call the police if you want to. I have a written permission to open the safe. Do you have a written permission to commit murder? Now, who have I killed? My son. 
Frank Harper. That's his body there on the floor behind you. Gosh, Inspector Faraday, the Harpers sure live in a big house. Uh, this is just their townhouse, Rollins. You should see the shack they have in the country. Oh, no kidding. Come on, let's go inside. Old man Harper said the door would be over. Yeah, I know. Now, this is just a simple murder, with robbery as the motive. And we already have our man. Harper said he caught him in the act. You keep your hands up. Well, this way the living room, I guess. Oh, this is the kind of a case I like. No problems, no complications, no Boston blaggy. I should be home in an hour. Hey, Mr. Harper. In here, Inspector. Good work, Harper. Well, Rollins, it's certainly going to be great not to have Blackie around. Hey, Mr. Harper. Yes, Inspector. Have you got your man? Yes, Inspector. And I want him but for robbery and the murder of my son. All right, you. Blackie, you. Now, don't be disappointed, Faraday. If I'd been ten miles from here, you'd have accused me of this sooner or later. Well, you finally got caught, huh? Go ahead, Faraday. Give me the old one, two, three, or can't you count that high? Uh, even your wisecracks don't bother me, Blackie, because this is the happiest night of my life. Ha, ha. What are you so happy about? You. I'm awfully sorry. I try so hard to make you miserable. Come on, Blackie. You're under arrest. Poor Faraday. I can't let you be happy any longer, I guess. Here. Look at this. All I want to look at is you, behind bars. Well, look at this first. It's just a piece of paper with a few words on it. I'll take that. And everything else you have. After I have you in jail. You're not taking me to jail, Faraday, because this piece of paper is a note explaining exactly why I'm here. Yeah? Let me see it. Yeah. Read, of course. Uh, no wisecracks, Blackie. All right, go ahead, read the note. Let me get out of here. I have a date with Mary for 9 o'clock. Yeah, you better make that 9 o'clock 100 years from now. Read that note, will you? Well, how can I? There's not a word on it. It's a sheet of blank paper. And now, back to Boston Blackie. <laughs> Beautiful Marilyn Ames comes to Boston Blackie and asks him to open a safe for her fiancé, the wealthy Frank Harper, Jr., so that he can put back the famous Harper Diamond before his father returns from Florida. Before he opens the safe, Blackie demands a note from Frank Harper and gets it. While he is opening the safe, Blackie is surprised by Frank Harper, Sr., and is held at gunpoint for attempted robbery and the murder of the younger Harper, whose body is found lying on the floor near the safe. When Faraday arrives, Blackie shows him the note written by the dead man. But the note turns out to be a sheet of blank paper. As we return to our story, Blackie is in jail. And Faraday is standing in front of his cell. Faraday, for Pete's sake, where are your brains? You mean for your sake, where are my brains, huh, Blackie? Look, take the note to the police lab, will you? It was obviously written in disappearing ink. You can bring it back if you want to. Uh, too late. I threw it out the window. You threw it? Faraday, you get dumber every day. And you get luckier. The desk sergeant just phoned in and a lady bails you out. Oh, good old Mary. Yeah? What's good about her? I have a date with her for 9 o'clock. At 10, I'm in jail, and instead of getting sore, she just comes down and bails me out. Now, who cares? Now, go on, get out of here. Fast. This must hurt you, Faraday. Uh, Inspector Faraday, am I interrupting? Oh, come in, Rollins. Uh, Blackie's just leaving. Listen, Farley, were you really stupid enough to throw away that note? Look, I've been around you so long, I'm stupid enough to do anything. 
Now beat it. All right, Faraday. The next time you throw a note out of the window, don't let go. What is it, Rollins? That piece of paper Blackie gave you. The lab gave it the chemical test, sent it back here. Good, good. What'd it say? Just what Blackie said it would say, Inspector. Word for word. Look, gorgeous. I like your car. I like your looks. I like the fact that you bailed me out, but I don't like your silence. Are you surprised I bailed you out, Blackie? Well, as a matter of fact, I was sort of disappointed. I thought it was Mary Wesley. Oh. Now, look. We're miles from Faraday's office. When are you going to explain yourself? As soon as you've thought up an alibi? An alibi, Blackie? For what? For where you were just before you handed me that note. Do I need an alibi for that? Frank Jr. was obviously killed sometime after he wrote that note and before I went into the house to open the safe. You were with him most of the time, weren't you? Most of the time, yes. But I waited outside in front of the house for you for almost 15 minutes. That's not a very solid alibi, is it? Look, why do you think I bailed you out of jail? I had to do something to prove I'm on the level. No, you got something there. Wish I knew what. Why did you tell me Frank's father was in Florida? I didn't know he was back in town. He was supposed to come in on the 10 o'clock train tomorrow morning. Well, people have taken earlier trains, but... Now, what about the note? Did you know it was written in disappearing ink? No, but when Frank wrote it, he was afraid you'd use it to blackmail him. Imagine someone not trusting me. I begged him to trust you, but he wouldn't. He said he knew of a way to write the note and still make it safe. Somebody should have taken away his junior G-man set when he was young. I hope he didn't think disappearing ink was a new trick. Frank wasn't too smart. Well, what did he do stupid besides getting himself killed? He gambled. That's why he took the diamond out of the safe. Why did he gamble the diamond? Scotty Jeffers, who owns the gambling house where Frank played all the time, wanted the Harper diamond. Now, as I understand it, Frank lost it to Jeffers, then won it again. Would Jeffers murder Frank to get it back? I was coming to that. Looks like I got there first. Would you investigate Jeffers for me? I can't get in Jeffers' place. It's private. But you can get in with me. All right. But we'll have to take Mary Wesley along. I had a 9 o'clock date with her, and it's 10.30 now. Uh, no, they won't let me in if I bring too many strangers. You and I are going alone. <clears throat> All right. But drop me by Mary's place for a moment before she drops me for good. I, I, I just couldn't help it. You couldn't help it. You have a watch, haven't you, Blackie? You mean one look at Marilyn Ames and you can't tell time? I know I am an hour and a half late, but since 8 o'clock I've been accused of robbery and murder. I've been jailed, bailed out. I found a suspect. You've done more than that other times when you've been on time. Look, I'm sorry. Oh, darling, I'm only teasing you. What's an hour and a half? It's only a measly 90 minutes. And I'm sick and tired of waiting, so let's go. Uh, Mary, uh, you'll have to wait a little longer. Mm-mm. Nope. Not one more minute. Look, Mary, I have to go to Jeff's gambling house with Marilyn Ames. I'm working on a clue. Well, why can't I go with you? Because it's a private club and you can't get in. Oh, can't I? 
You know you can't. And don't embarrass Miss Ames and yourself by trying. Now, wait here for me like a good girl, and I'll call you up in an hour. Oh, all right. I'll wait one hour, but no more. Look, Mary, if it takes me longer than an hour to call you up, you can call me down. Harper's here, Mr. Jeffers. I expected him. Tell him I'll see him here in my office. You say the word, Mr. Jeffers. Okay, Mr. Harper, the boss will see you in here. Thanks, Bill. Thanks very much. Hello, Harper. Hello, Jeffers. That'll be off for now, Bill. Sure, boss. Sure. Look, Jeffers, don't you have any heart? This is no time to call me out here. I know it's been a bad night for you, Harper. I heard about your son on the radio. Tough. He's a nice guy. I know him. I like him. But, uh, Harper, I'm a businessman. But couldn't you have waited a few days? I've been waiting weeks. I've been holding your IOUs for a long time. You said you'd pay me off the day you got back from Florida. Yes, I know I did, but in a week I'll have all the money I need. In a week, huh? Will you give me that much longer? All right. Okay, one week. Yeah. Hey, boss, there's a dame out here, Marilyn Ames, and well, a strange guy with her. They want in. Please, Jeffers, don't let that girl see me here. What's the matter, Harper? Well, she just won't understand with Frank dead only a few hours. Okay. Don't let him in, Bill. You say the word, boss. I don't know what word the boss says, but I say hello. Well, the boss says you can't get in, but... but... We are in. Mr. Harper, what are you doing here? I know this doesn't look good. Well, don't I bother I... explaining, Harper. I'll handle this. Look, Blackie, you won't feel so good with a hole in your head. Oh, I don't know. With a hole in my head, I doubt if I'll feel anything. Close the door, Bill. You say the word, boy. What do you want, Blackie? Declare myself of the murder of Frank Harper, Jr. You've come to a funny place for it, haven't you? Why look here? Because you might have killed him for the Harper Diamond. Think so? Why not? Actually, you owned it once when Harper lost it to you. It probably seemed to you as if he stole it when he won it back. Yeah. So you went to Harper's house, and young Harper caught you in the act of looking for the diamond. He started to call the police, and you killed him. I don't like the way you talk, Blackie. I don't like the way you look with a gun in your hand. You figure I killed young Harper, huh? I figure you had a motive. Well, I'm sure getting one now to kill you. Oh, so one good murder deserves another, does it? All right, drop that gun. What, Mary? Drop that gun, you. All right, all right. And stand right where you are, all of you. And keep your hands up. Mary, am I glad to see you. Oh, you remember me, do you? The little girl who couldn't get in. Well, how'd you do it? Never mind that, Blackie. Just hold the gun on these men, will you? Sure. How's this? It's wonderful. On account of this gun I'm holding in my pocket... It's a lipstick. All right, quiet. Quiet, quiet. Come on. This is police headquarters, and I'll do the talking here. I think this man, Scott Jeffers, killed my son, Inspector Faraday. That's what you think, Harper. Inspector, you don't have a case against me. Yeah, Jeffers. We'll see about that when we get a report on your gun from the police lab. Now, Blackie, is this the guy that yanked a gun on you? That's right, Inspector. Scotty Jeffers. If you aren't guilty, Jeffers, why did you flash your gun? Because I didn't want Blackie in my place. Well, I never want him in here, but I don't pull a gun on him. 
Maybe I can explain that, Inspector. Yeah, Harper? Well, it was because of me. I, I didn't want Marilyn to see me in a gambling house so soon after my son's death. I was afraid of what she'd think. Well, I don't care what the reason is. I say Jeff is here killed your son. And that diamond was the motive. Just a minute. Yeah? Inspector, this is Robin. You got the lamp report on Jeff's gun? Yeah. It's not the gun that killed young Harper. Thanks. Well, Faraday, are you ready to hear from me? I don't want to hear anything from you, Blackie. Well, Jeffers, you're lucky on one count. The gun you pulled pulled on Blackie isn't the gun that killed young Harper. Then I can go, huh? Yeah, you can go, all right, to jail. I'm holding you for the murder of Frank Harper, Jr. And I don't make mistakes. You're making one now, Faraday. Yeah? Jeffers didn't kill young Harper. I say it was Harper's father here. Well, are you crazy, Blackie? I killed my own son? I think I can prove you did, Harper. In the first place, your son wrote me a note instructing me to open the safe. Jeffers here had no chance to know that, but you did. He could have told you. But what does that prove? It proves you saw a chance to kill your son and let the blame fall on me. But why would I kill my own son? We were the best of friends. Marilyn, tell them that's so. What about that, Miss Ames? Yes, they were very close. I never heard a cross word between them. Well, little Blackie, what now? This now, Faraday. Harper here owed Jeff his money. I don't know exactly how much. He owed me 15000 And when did he say he'd pay you, Jeffers? Next week. And do you know why he said you'd have to wait till next week? No. Well, I'll tell you why. I just saw young Harper's will, and I found out the most unusual thing about the fabulous Harper fortune. Except for the famous diamond, which father and son owned jointly, every cent belonged to young Harper, left him by his mother will be passed on to the father only in the event of young Harper's death. Is that true, Harper? Supposing it is. What about it? There's this about it. I saw that will before I went to Jeff's house. It indicates you had a motive for your son's death. Money. You're going to have to prove I killed him. Maybe. Maybe not. What do you mean, maybe not? Maybe Marilyn will tell you what she told me. That she saw the murder just before she went out to wait for me. Well, you saw it, Marilyn? I ne don't know. Never mind, Marilyn. I'll save you the trouble of accusing me. Yes, I did it, Inspector. I admit it. You killed your son? Yes, yes, I, I did. What made you think you could get away with it? My son told me about the note he'd written Blackie. I, I, I saw a chance to kill him and have Blackie blamed for it. But now I, I admit it. I, I did it. I, I didn't think anyone saw me or would find out about the will. It's a good thing I thought of that will, Harper, and thought maybe Marilyn saw the murder. What do you mean, thought, Blackie? Didn't you see the will? And didn't Marilyn see the shooting? No, Faraday, no to both questions. And Harper, I suppose the lights were on when you killed your son, but looks like you were caught by a couple of shots in the dark. <laughs> A lost episode of Boston Blackie. Hope you enjoyed that. January 15th, 1946. I'm calling it The Return of the Harper Diamond. Episode 40, Boston Blackie, starring Dick Kalmar. Time for This Month in Music History. All righty. We are going to do Top Songs of 2023, Part 2, starting with this. You got a fast car, and I want to take it to anywhere. 
Tracy Chapman actually did the original. That's right. So Fast Car, originally by Tracy Chapman, released in 1988. But this is a cover by, do you know? Carl Amari. Close. I wish. This is Luke Combs, released in July of 2023. He's a country singer. Who sings better, me or Luke Combs? Um... I'm going to have to think about that one. Just give me a moment. <laughs> he does a nice job. It's a good it's, song. It's a great song. It's a good song. All right. And he's a great singer. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this. Just across the border and into the city and you and I can... More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Charles Boyer makes a guest appearance on the Charlie McCarthy Show from 1947. But first, we're going to need a caller to play Beat the Host. It's all about New Year's trivia. So uh, win some fun uh, CDs just for playing. The number to call, 312-642-5600. We'll take caller number 7. 312-642-5600. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.